Hi, my name is Annie Grossman, and I'm a dog trainer. This podcast is brought to you by School for the Dogs, a Manhattan-based facility I own and operate along with some of the city's finest dog trainers. During this podcast, we'll be answering your questions, geeking out on animal behavior, discussing pet trends, and interviewing industry experts. Welcome to School for the Dogs podcast. So I am here today with Joe Frenny of Boston, and he is the human who belongs to a Boston Terrier named Lenny. And Joe got in touch with me because he wanted to tell me a little bit about Lenny, and I was uh, intrigued because it turns out both Joe and Lenny are kind of both professional, physical, perfect specimens. Lenny competes in dog shows, and Joe competes in what you might call human shows. He is a bodybuilder and a world champion power lifter. Of course, you don't normally encounter bodybuilders in the dog show ring, at least as far as I know. So uh, I wanted to learn more, and uh, Joe, thanks so much for taking the time to talk today. Why don't you introduce us to your dog, Lenny? Uh, so for, for anyone who's never met Lenny, uh, he, is, he is a fantastic little Boston Terrier. Uh, he is named after Leonard Nimoy, uh, a.k.a. Spock in Star Trek, uh, due to the pointy ears and the fact that we're huge Star, you know, Star Trek nerds, <laughs> uh, my wife <laughs> and I. And You know, what's funny is I almost named my dog Lenny after Lenny Briscoe on Law & Order. Oh, no way. And I also once met another dog named Lenny, named after Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> That's awesome. So there's lots of dogs named Lenny, named after other people, it seems. Yeah, and uh, Leonard Nemo is also from Boston, which is which we thought was really cool. Uh, so yes, yeah, so Lenny is six and a half years old. We got Lenny as a puppy, uh, about 10 weeks old, I believe. And my wife actually actually got him. She completely surprised me with Lenny uh, had no idea that we were that we were getting him uh, I've always loved Boston Terriers and we actually had uh, three Boston Terriers prior to Lenny so they were all rescues and this was our first uh, first Boston Terrier from a breeder what is it about Boston's that you like so much there there's such great little dogs they're they're awesome they're phenomenal companions they're really athletic um, you know, they can be really crazy at times. Uh, they're like little gremlins, you know, uh, don't feed them after midnight and don't get them wet. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and, uh, you know, they're also really, really sweet dogs. Uh, they're, they're very, very affectionate. I feel like it's kind of the best of both worlds, you know, and I actually never grew up with, with dogs. Uh, I only, I only had dogs once I, once I met my wife. And once, you know, once we had a condo and we had a place of our own, you know, we, we, uh, we rescued, uh, Austin Terriers and just, uh, just absolutely fell in love with them. And, you know, getting, getting Lenny has, has really been one of the, one of the greatest things in my life, honestly. Uh, we've, we've been through a lot together in the six and a half years that we've had him, um, and uh, I, I just feel like he's he's made me a better person. Honestly, it sounds it sounds kind of silly, but but uh, 
I just feel like he brings so much happiness and unconditional love, uh, you know, to myself and the rest of my family. And it's just, uh, you know, really brightens my day. And, and now I've been able to, you know, over, over the last several years, I've been able to continue building our, our really strong bond together by competing in different, different organizations, different sports, you know, together as a team. And, uh, and, and like I said, Boston's are just so versatile. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I absolutely love them. I see, I see a lot of similarities between, between like Lenny and myself. My wife points it out all the time. Uh, she says that we're, that we're like twins, you know, it's kind of funny. How did you first get involved in dog sports with Lenny? Uh, we decided to start showing Lenny in the AKC in the puppy class. So he, we started competing with him at about six months old. Uh, and what, we, what made you decide to do that? Sure. So, uh, so one, you know, we, we had, you know, full, re full registration rights, of course, to, uh, to show Lenny for one. Does that mean you bought him from an AKC approved breeder? Is that how it works? Yes, that is, that is correct. Uh, so there's, so there's certain, there's different types of, con different types of contracts, uh, when you purchase a puppy from, from an AKC approved breeder. Um, and, and, uh, we had, uh, full registration, you know, rights to be able to show Lenny, uh, the dog cannot, um, cannot be neutered. So all, all males showing in the in the AKC as as show dogs cannot be neutered right so they're intact if you will um so we we just thought Lenny was a was a really exceptional looking Boston Terrier you know in terms of of how close to breed standard you know he was uh and the breed standard when I say that uh each each uh, each dog breed within the AKC that's a that's a um AKC breed uh has has a club of america so you have like the boston terrier club of america and over the years they've they've kind of refined what they what, you know what they uh what they have as as a or what they consider breed standard right um it's kind of like the the model the model dog right like in terms of appearance and you know and um you know behavior and things like that so and that's and once I start talking about dog shows, that's that's what you're trying to show the judge that your dog is as close to breed standard as possible. You know, you're not necessarily competing against the other dogs. You're really trying to show the judge how how close your dog is to breed standard. So judges are looking for dogs that conform to the breed standard that have the right shape, the right size, which is and all that stuff is pretty precise. There's kind of this ideal. Boston, right? That they're looking for, but there's more to it than that. Am I right? AKC dog shows are subjective in that they're, you know, that in that there's a judge, uh, you know, and it's not, it's not a, it's not like an agility, you know, contest or a fast cat contest where if you're the fastest, you know, you know, if you have the fastest time, you win. You know, it's not objective; it's subjective, right? Uh, so, so, so yes, personality uh, certainly, you know. Uh, has has a lot to do with you know who the judge will pick um, in terms of you know considering a a a dog best of breed or or you know best in group or best in show uh, personality definitely has a lot to do with it you know if they if if the dog really looks like they want to be there and they're very happy I think that definitely goes a long way if they're working really well uh, kind of working hand in hand almost almost like a dance team right with their with their owner um, or either with their owner handler or the, or the professional handler, 
Uh, I think that also has has a lot a lot to do with the judging. But yes, the judge is looking for uh, is looking at each dog to see how closely they resemble the breed standard that is set forth by uh, each each dog's club of America within the AKC. Now they're looking for uh, you know in terms of like a like bone you know bone structure bone structure and uh, you know and uh, all sorts of different different things in terms of you know color of course uh there are certain colors that are that are not allowed to be shown in the akc kind of disqualified colors uh for a dog so you have to pass that criteria in order to be eligible to compete in a show uh they're also looking for when you put your dog up on the table you know you're uh they're they'll they'll have you show the judge you know the dog's bite because they want to see you know how the uh, the teeth look, how the the structure of that is, uh, how 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 close to that to the you know um, to the to the breed standard that's set forth by the group, uh, you know they resemble right. So you, so you're it's it's actually very similar. It's kind of it's kind of funny. So I I compete in bodybuilding, and there's a lot of similarities between the two because again you're not in bodybuilding you're not competing against the other. The other guys, uh, you know, our gals in the the competition, you're you're competing to show the judge how close how close you are to to the criteria that they set within each category. Ah, see, that's so interesting because what's what's honestly kind of weird to me is this idea that there really is like a perfect Boston Terrier. That's exactly right. So, uh, in terms of Boston Terriers, in uh, for like official standards, there's you know there's the general appearance that they have you know they're they're making sure that that the boston terrier you know is is a smooth coated you know short-headed compact you know like lenny is is about 15 pounds he's very nice you know short and compact he has a short tail which they're which they're looking for a well-balanced dog uh so lenny's very athletic he's you know he's very muscular he can he not only competes in the akc you know show ring in confirmation but also, you know, has titles on the other end in performance. So he's very, very athletic. But he also looks very presentable, uh, you know, on in the uh, the show ring. They're looking for, in terms of color for Boston Terrier, they're looking for brindle, uh, seal, or black in color, and evenly marked with white. So, for example, Lenny has like a, a really nice, nice big chest that is that is uh, almost completely white. That is nice and you know, nice, a nice uh, bright and white. Uh, color and that's why they're called the American gentleman, right? It looks like they're wearing a, a tuxedo 24/7, right? So they're always dressed to uh, dressed to impress, and that's that's partly what the judge is looking for. Uh, they're looking for, uh, you know, to make sure that the head is in proportion to the size of the dog, and you know the expression that the Boston Terriers have. They want they're looking for a high degree of intelligence, basically. So very, you know, nice and showy. Um, and let's see, the you know the limbs uh, have to be very strong and neatly turned. Um, like I said, the tail is short, and no feature you know is so like dominant or, or prominent, if you will, that the that the dog appears badly proportioned, right? Um, so they should show you know strength and activity. Um, and I would say the top four things are like expression, color. And white markings as well as balance um in in terms of the general appearance um 
And then there's, and then there's other things, you know, like size, you know, proportion, uh, that there's, you know, the weight is divided, you know, in different classes, like there's under 15 pounds, 15 pounds and under 20 pounds, I believe. And then 20 pounds, not to exceed 25 pounds. So Lenny's like, right. You know, he could go either way. He could be under 15 pounds or he could be right at like a little over 15 pounds. So did you start doing bodybuilding before or after you started showing Lenny? Uh, so I, let's see, six years, uh, actually, so I started, we started showing, uh, Lenny before I got into bodybuilding. And how did you then get into bodybuilding? Did one thing relate to the other? Right. So I definitely had, uh, you know, went through a, a tough time in my life, uh, in 2013, 2014, I would say. And I had always been really, you know, healthy and really athletic and, and things kind of kind of degraded during those few years uh, due, due to a number of factors, um, things that I, that I eventually was able to change uh, because, you know, you know, one, because I wanted to, you know, I, ne I needed to make some drastic changes. And in 2015 is right at the start of 2015 is when I, I, I was like, okay, I need to make some changes, especially to, you know, both my physical and mental health. I got back in the gym uh, and signed up for the Gold's Gym Challenge, which which is a national competition. So it's to see who can make the most drastic change in terms of you know both 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 physical and mental health. And I I was actually the winner at my gym. Uh, so it was a three month competition. I was and that really got me started on kind of my fitness journey, if you will. And after that, I had. You know, I had always worked at worked at gyms when I was when I was in high school and when I was in college. Always read the magazines, you know, the Muscle and Fitness and the Flex magazines. Always wanted to be on stage. Always wanted to be like those guys. Uh, and I never, but but I never thought that I could do it. So at the end of that competition, the Gold's Gym Challenge, I said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm going to set another goal for myself. This one's going to be a stretch goal, and I'm going to set it to October of 2015. So I. I registered, I paid for the, the for the, uh, the bodybuilding show in October of 2015. And at that point I was like, okay, well, there's no going back. You know, uh, I've already paid for it. I've already committed and I put it online telling people that I'm going to do it. And I just felt that that was the best, uh, the best thing that I, that I could have done. I just, you know, I put it out there to the world that I was going to do it. And, you know, I trained and I ate, I ate properly. Uh, I stuck to my, I stuck to my diet really well. I, you know, I trained almost every single day. I was just super dedicated to it. And I was, and I actually got up on stage in October, 2015, uh, in the NPC, which is, um, which is like the, I would say the top bodybuilding organization that there is, and then found my true passion in powerlifting as well. So, so I'm not only a bodybuilder now, but I'm also a, um, I was even, I was definitely more successful in powerlifting. So now I'm a three-time world, uh, world powerlifting champion. Wow. Well, do you think that working with Lenny has helped you compete as a power lifter? Are the two related in any way? Absolutely. So there, there's definitely a lot of similarities uh, between, between the two, which is, which sounds silly, but, it, but it's, but, but it's really true in terms of similarities between bodybuilding and dog showing. There's, uh, there's a lot of preparation, you know, leading up to the show. Uh, you have to make sure that, that 
you or or your dog's nutrition is is um, you know on on point that that you're exercising regularly, uh, that you're staying healthy, that you're that you're you know continuing to to group to groom yourself you know properly, especially in bodybuilding. It's uh, there's a lot of like spray tanning you know the day of the show or the day before the show and you just got to make sure that everything's everything's looking you know as hold on is there like a dog equivalent of spray tanning i don't know about (laughs) no i mean there's like there's like chalk that people use like there's like white white chalk that you know that people use to like accentuate you know the white on on a dog's coat or or there's you know and there's a lot of you know brushing that goes along with with a dog showing i mean you see is that allowed chalk is chalk allowed? Uh, I believe so. Yes. What yep. about what about sharpies? Sharpies? <laughs> uh, I. Do you need to make the black a little bunker? I've probably seen that before. Uh, we don't do it, but I've seen it. I've definitely seen it before. There, there's a lot of things that that I've seen that are kind of questionable. Um, same goes for bodybuilding as well. You, you, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure you can only imagine what. What goes on uh, during those shows? Like, for example, like in the MPC, there's, there's, they don't test for steroids, for example, right? So, that's actually kind of the reason why I got out of that organization because I don't, I don't do any, you know, any any illegal, uh, you know, you know. Said you don't do any illegal stuff. I I, I don't use any performance enhancing, uh, you know, supplements. So that's why I. I've transitioned from from one organization to another, not and not to take anything away from that organization because they are the top. Uh, it's just that the other organization that I compete in, which is called the OCB, uh, it's it is a uh, it's a fully tested uh, organization of competitive bodybuilding. So you have to take a lie detector test before the show, as well as a uh, as well as you know a urine test as well to make sure that you're not taking any performance enhancing uh, supplements or drugs, and that kind of everyone is is competing on the same the same plane or the same level right you have to take a lie detector test yeah it's pretty crazy (laughs) has lenny had any part in your participation in these kinds of shows uh in terms of bodybuilding and powerlifting like has Mm -hmm. he been present yeah or Uh, do you do you do any lifting that is like i don't know (laughs) i guess lifting him is probably (laughs) oh probably not we actually have some we actually have some video of so I do uh, in terms of powerlifting, uh, I only do strict curl powerlifting. So that's the that's where I get the th- uh, the three time world champion. Uh, what what I, is what is strict curl? I don't know know what that is. Sure. So um, so strict curl powerlifting is uh, so you're you have to stand up against a platform uh, that you have to make sure that your head, your back, and your butt are all touching that platform at all times. And there's an easy curl bar. I'm sure you've seen those at the gym, right? So it's not like a straight bar, but it's got the the curves in it. Okay. Uh, and you have to take that bar off of a platform, and you you know you select your weight prior, and then you get three attempts to to successfully lift this curl bar. Depending on how much weight you have, you have to curl it. Uh, you you take the curl bar off the off the rack. You go up against the platform, and there's three judges. There's two two side judges. To make sure that that those three points don't come off of the platform, and then there's a head judge. The head judge, when when he when he sees that you're ready, when you when you're at a dead hang, when you're holding the the bar all the way down uh, with no with no bend in your arm, he gives you the curl command. You have to curl the weight up. 
you have to be in control of it. Once you have control, they'll give you the down command. You bring the weight down in a controlled fashion. And once you have done that, then he'll give you the rack command and you have to get off the platform and you have to re-rack the weight that you just lifted. And if you get a successful green light or white light from all three judges indicating a successful lift, then you, then, then you're, uh, then that lift is considered successful. What's funny, of course, is like, I feel like if you're someone who's really built and you're in these kinds of competitions, people must compare you to a show dog. Like that seems like a stereotype sort of thing to say, but maybe there's something kind of to it. Exactly. So in terms of, in terms of bodybuilding, I could, I see where, where the, well, there's stereotypes in both, in, in both uh, sports and both powerlifting and bodybuilding. So I think the stereo, your stereotypical powerlifter, right. Would be considered not, not very, you know, defined or very muscular, just more kind of a, you know, a larger person, right. With a lot of strength. And then it's the opposite for, for bodybuilders, you know, and, and that's, um, you know, in that all they're all show and no, you know, and no, and no go or no, no strength. Right. Okay. And that's, and, and that's where, you know, I definitely try to, to kind of break the, break that, those, those stereotypes and in, in competing in both, because I truly enjoy doing, doing both. And, and I want to show people that you, that you can do whatever you want to do. And, you know, if it, if it makes you happy, if it's, you know, if you're passionate about it and if you have any skill in it, you know, then you should put a hundred percent into those things. Um, you know, and that's, and that's what I do. So not only a powerlifter, but a bodybuilder. And, and I think I kind of break the mold a little bit as well in terms of, you know, showing dogs, you know, in terms of showing Lenny as well. Yeah. It's certainly not the stereotype that comes to mind. I tend to picture like middle-aged women in, in uh, skirt suits at these kinds of shows. Now, I understand you went to Westminster this year. So what was the process of getting to, to that kind of level of competition? Uh, the way that we got into it is that, uh, so if you are, uh, so one, the top five dogs in each AKC breed, uh, in terms of points for the year, they are automatically invited to the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show every every single year. In addition to that, if, you're, if your dog is, uh, is, an AKC champion uh, or above, then they are eligible to sign up to compete at the Westminster Dog Show. So which category did Lenny fall into? So Lenny fell into the second category. Uh, Lenny is an AKC grand champion, however. So he's, so he, he has gone, you know, he's, when we started showing him, you know, uh, we eventually were able to get him to his AKC championship. And then once we had enough points, once we had additional points and additional majors on Lenny, then he obtained his AKC Grand Championship. Are there financial gains in all of this, or is it more about financial losses? Uh, so there's, I think there's kind of two two sides of that. So so one, we do not stand uh, to make any any money from from showing Lenny. You know, we're not planning on you know breeding him or anything like that. Uh, we don't have, we do, we do not breed Boston Terriers. Um, uh, however, there are a lot of people who show in the AKC who are breeders and, and they, you know, and they 
are able, if they want to, they can they can spend money on ads uh, within within magazines that the judges see, um, you know, which may help them, you know, in the uh, the show ring kind of. People buy ads in advance to encourage judges to think good things about their dogs. Absolutely. And that's allowed. Yes. Huh. Okay. Do you do you have thoughts about that? That's like the million dollar question. Um, I. If it's if it's allowed, which it is, then then people are, um, you know, people people can do whatever they want. Of course, you know, I I wanted to. We did not spend any any money this year on on ads for Lenny going to Westminster. Um, we had we've trained really really hard. We have a fantastic relationship both inside and outside the ring, and I wanted to show everybody that 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 you can do it without you know, without any, you know, expensive ads or anything like that. Uh, what, what are the names of these publications? I'm just curious that, that, that they're taking ads out in. It's a good question. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure what the publications are. Oh, you, are. you don't subscribe? No. <laughs> are, are there in, in the world of Boston Terriers then, are there like certain people that you know of who seem like they're spending a lot of money on, on ads to promote their dogs to judges? So there are, um, there are professional handlers and then there are owner handlers, you know, uh, so professional handlers are, are paid to show these dogs. And, and, uh, a lot of the time, you know, the dogs will, will stay with those professional handlers to, to help build the relationships, um, which I think is fantastic. And, you know, the professional handlers, you know, make a living showing, um, showing all types of, of breeds of dogs according to their, to their expertise. And they travel, you know, some of them travel, you know, the world or the country um, or even just their region, if you will, uh, in, at different dog shows. And I've met a lot of them and, and a lot of them are, are really fantastic people and, and they're super, you know, kind of, you know, consummate professionals. And, and uh, I mean, I think, I think the dog show community as a whole is, is, is a really positive one. Um, I think people are really close. It's kind of a close knit community especially the breeds, you know, the breeds themselves. Uh, Tell me about the kind of people you meet at these sorts of shows. I would say there's a lot of very driven people that, that compete, you know, a lot of very competitive people. Uh, the people are, are for, you know, for the most part, are very, very kind. Uh, they're very supportive of each other. And, and, uh, and they're, of course, very, you know, they love, they love their dogs, you know, dearly, uh, you know, and, and it shows both outside and inside the ring. There are, there's a lot of characters, of course, you know, and, you know, uh, Lenny and I definitely try to stand out in terms of, you know, being recognized, uh, you know, not to be flashy or anything like that, but just like, just the fact that, that we have a pretty unique kind of story and, and, uh, you know, the fact that I, that I do those, those different sports and, and, uh, you know, and I show, and I show Lenny as well as a, as an owner handler, you know, I'm not a professional handler or anything like that. It's, I think it's a pretty unique kind of combination and, and, uh, and people definitely, you know, know, you know, not everybody knows who we are, of course, but, uh, you know, but I think we, we've definitely made a name for ourselves thus far. And, you know, I think, I, I think in a very positive light, you know, we try to be very supportive of every, you know, of everyone else. Um, 
you know, we've, we've got to know a lot, a lot of, a lot of dogs, um, at these, at these shows, especially Boston Terriers. And, uh, it's funny. I remember, I remember dogs names more than I, much easier than I remember people's names. So it's kind of funny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, Oh, you're so-and-so's mom or you're so-and-so's dad, you know, in the Boston Terrier community, do you think there's any truth to the, the kind of, uh, stereotype of people looking like their dogs? think that people generally will pick you know will will pick dogs who somewhat resemble them right in terms of appearance as well as kind of personality that's mm-hmm. very very true not 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 with everyone but uh but like if you if you know if, if you looked at Lenny and you looked at me you know um I'd say there's definitely a lot of similarities there uh, whenever I post any 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 photos on like Lenny's Facebook page, people are like, "You guys, you guys look like twins, except for the glasses." You know, like put put some glasses on Lenny, and uh, that's pretty much Joe. Yeah, seriously, you know? why why doesn't Lenny have glasses? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I actually posted today on on his Facebook. He was wearing some Harry Potter glasses, so so we did get him some glasses. I'm gonna have to do a side by side comparison there, but but it's really it's really un uncanny, and um, I think there's. I think there's definitely something behind that in terms, you know, why we, why we choose dogs that, that look similar and kind of, you know, have similar personalities to us. Did you have to learn how to run in the ring with him the way handlers do? Absolutely. Yes. There's lots of, lots of training that goes into this. I, I could never just kind of step into the ring with him and show, you know, like he's been, he's been taken to, to many, many classes. Um, are they classes specifically for dogs who are going to be in the show ring? Uh, so there are, um, there are certain training classes that, that do help you in showing, in showing your dog. Um, there's a lot of, uh, he's been to, you know, obedience classes. He's been, he's been to so many different classes that, you know, and, just continuously working on your your craft just like any other you know sport or activity um after after a while things become i don't want to say second nature but things become um you know you know easier with time in terms of you know getting in you know getting back in the ring and showing you know properly to the judge um and you know lenny is is definitely very very well well trained he's very obedient um you know he has He's got different titles in agility, rally, trick dog, fast cat, and obedience. And he's, he's also going for his therapy dog certification right now. Uh, so the training classes are both for the dog and for the handler as well. Everything's, you know, done in a very positive light, uh, which I, you know, which I totally agree with. Um, Do you have any mentors in this wild world? Yes. Uh, my, for one, my wife. Definitely. Uh, my wife is, is a fantastic, um, owner handler. Um, and like I said, she, she has shown Lenny many times as well, and she's done a fantastic job and kind of handed the reins over to me exclusively so that I can show Lenny, you know, just him and I, uh, I learned so I've learned so much from her. Um, and there are a few other people, um, uh, that I've, uh, um, that I have learned from and, um, uh, there, so there's a woman, uh, Tracy at my, at the silver city dog training facility. 
that I go to in Taunton, Mass. And she's been fantastic as well um, in terms of, you know, giving me plenty of tips and, you know, and uh, giving constructive criticism and just continuing to work with me to make sure that, uh, you know, that I'm fully prepared when I when I go in the ring with Lenny. Tell me a little bit how you've been able to grow Lenny's following. Oh, sure. Uh, so we did it organically, uh, not spending nearly any money at all in any ads on Facebook. Um, I know Facebook ads are, are very underpriced in terms of attention, but I wanted to do it organically, right? So in December of last year, uh, so less than three months ago, I uh, created a Facebook page for Lenny. And w I wanted to basically bring everyone along with us on the, on, you know, kind of the road to Westminster. Right. So, you know, and I feel like the bond that Lenny and I have, you know, is, is really one of a kind, you know, I feel like we've done something special that, that not many duos have done before, you know, and which is to create a community, you know, within a, about two and a half month time frame leading up to Westminster, we, we now have 8,100 friends. Um, now, a lot of people will say, oh, I have 8,000 followers. Well, we don't consider the people on, you know, Team Lenny uh, as followers. We consider all of them friends. We keep it really, really, it feels like a close-knit community, like a very close-knit community, even though it's over 8,000 now, it's, which is incredible, over two and a half months. And I think it's really difficult to, to, to get people uh, to, you know, to join your page. And, and uh, we're very... You know, and we've and we've done that, like I said, organically. I think people can tell that we're really genuine in our in our approach. I absolutely love this dog to pieces, and I think people just kind of gravitate towards dogs more than more than you know um, a page that is just dedicated to a person. You know, I feel like uh, people find kind of common common ground, and and we're very very engaging uh, with our with our 8,000 plus friends in this, in this community. Uh, we brought everyone along for the ride from training for the show to the actual show itself, you know, going live on Facebook uh, weekly now. Uh, so we have a, a, a weekly show that we do on Facebook and Instagram now uh, live. And we're giving everyone kind of an insider's look at the entire process leading up to the show. Uh, and I think people really, really appreciated it. And I think everyone knows about the Westminster dog show. They just, most of the, most people I think have never actually known a dog, you know, personally, and we wanted to give people that, you know, that experience, you know, and from there now, now that Westminster's over, uh, it's crazy because everyone has, has stuck with us in this, in this community and we continue to engage with everyone and we continue to, to provide value to people and, you know, and brighten people's day. And we share photos with each other in posts, um, and like I said, it was built not only to highlight the Boston Terrier in a positive light, but to also show, you know, how versatile the breed is how, and how dedication, hard work and, you know, really loving the process as well as who you're working with can, uh, can aid in accomplishing something great. And I think a lot of people gravitate towards that. So I know when you're not showing off your dog or your body, you do IT work, but is there a professional path you think for you in, in either of those worlds is there like a career trajectory that you're eyeballing uh that's a great question so once i so i have i have, I have my full-time job here uh which i absolutely love uh it is it is truly a passion of mine you know uh the work that i'm doing here uh within within the it field uh working for 
a, um, a very large real estate investment company and they've been fantastic to me. You know, I absolutely love this company and uh, I give 100 percent every single day when I come into work. I'm just uh, really looking forward to come to work every day. Uh, however, when I get out of work, I am working on on you know, Lenny's, Lenny's page and I'm interacting and I'm, res and I'm replying to all the comments and you know, replying to hundreds of comments a day, you know, um, because I want to continue engaging with people. I want people to know that I really care not only about Lenny, but I care about them. I, and I appreciate their time uh, that they've, that they've taken, you know, they, they could be doing anything else. They could be on anybody else's page or, or out, out, out doing, you know, any, any activity that interests them. And, and they're taking the time out of their day to, to either, you know, to, to comment or like, or, you know, do, you know, engage somehow within the community. And, and, uh, I want to, I want to return, you know, the favor just because I'm so grateful for it, you know? So in terms of, you know, kind of parlaying it to a full-time job, not sure if that would, if that would ever happen, but we're, we're, we've been able, now that we have a platform, you know, uh, of 8,000 plus friends on Facebook and over 2000 on Instagram that, uh, you know, we're now, we're now raising money for different charities. So we're, um, we just worked with, uh, with MIT, the, uh, the university and, and Lenny did a, uh, a photo shoot, which is, uh, uh, we, we drove to Boston to do a photo shoot there. So he's going to be in a calendar, uh, by the MIT, uh, by the, by an MIT sorority. And they come up with, uh, a calendar that's, uh, that's called the the Good Boys of Boston, and the sub the subsequent calendar is going to be going to be raising money for Alzheimer's research. So all so all the proceeds, um, or the proceeds from from the sale of that of that uh, calendar is going to go to all Alzheimer's research, which is phenomenal. We're also doing um, we also created a a store like a, a an online store. Uh, we had a. a a great friend of ours who is a digital artist create a kind of cartoonized version of Lenny and leading up to Westminster, you know, we sold, uh, you know, shirts and mugs and things like that, which people have been purchasing, which we're so grateful for. And that money is going towards uh, a Boston Terrier rescue actually. Neat. Huh? So we're, so we're able to do a lot of great things. We're actually, uh, trying to work with a, with a very large organization right now. Um, to raise money in a, in a new fundraiser, uh, for them, uh, for children with rare diseases. Um, uh, so we're currently working on that as well. We can't wait to unveil that. Um, but we just feel like this is kind of the, the start, the start of things to come, you know, and we feel like we can do a lot of, a lot of, you know, really good things in this, in this world with this really positive community. So I know he went to Westminster, but how did he end up doing? He did. He did really well. We got a lot of fantastic feedback, even from professional handlers, uh, saying that you know we we definitely looked like we belong there. Uh, Lenny was laser focused on me, you know, and I and I him, uh, you know, saying that that he moved really well. He looked a lot younger than than he actually is. Uh, and kind of a fun fact about Lenny showing at Westminster, he was actually the oldest Boston Terrier this year to compete at Westminster out of all 24 Boston Terriers. Huh, that's six years so he old. Was the oldest, he was the oldest by 18 months, actually. Wow. Yeah. So in addition to that, he was actually the only Boston Terrier to also have performance titles as well. What does that mean? 
uh, it means in addition to having show dog um, uh, titles, so when he, like I say, it's a grand champion, he has titles on the other end of his name, which, uh, which are performance titles, including agility, fast cat, um, and trick dog titles. Ah, okay. And meaning, um, me, meaning that, that he's, you know, he's done really well in the performance ring, um, and, and, and really well within the, the show, the show ring. And again, I feel like there's a lot of sim similarities between the two of us there, you know, I'm in bodybuilding and I'm in powerlifting. It's, 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 I mean, it's almost identical. It's really, uh, and I think that that's why, why we continue to do this, you know, with each other. And I feel like we, like we really motivate each other, you know, to keep, to keep going and to try to be better and, uh, to refine our skills and, and, and to do, you know, and to fo continue following our passions. You know, I don't, I don't do it. I try not to do anything that, 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 that I don't have a passion for and anything I do, I put a hundred, hundred percent in, into it. Um, so did he, Oh, he did not. So, okay. So in terms of placing, uh, you only know how, once you exit the ring, uh, they only choose the top five dogs to, um, the, the top five of, of each breed, uh, receives a ribbon or an, um, so we did not place in the top five, unfortunately. Uh, but that's okay. I, I felt like we did really well. However, uh, there were a lot of things that I could have done differently, uh, to improve my chances of, of placing in the top five. Um, I know, I know what I did, you know, wrong and, you know, and I, and, uh, I received some constructive, you know, um, feedback and we are actually going to be, um, we're actually going to be competing next year. We're going to, we're going to make one, one more run at Westminster, uh, 2020 actually what do you think you could do better next time uh there were there were several things um in terms of putting lenny up on the the table where the judge comes over and they're able to um to get a really close look at your dog um so i think i i put him up on the table too soon um and at that point he you know he was maybe leaning over the the, uh, the edge of the table of, you know, a bit, a bit too much where he should have been kind of nice and square. Right. And so I, I could have done a better job there. Um, I feel like Lenny, Lenny did pretty much everything, right. It was, it was me that that's giving Lenny the guidance. Uh, and, and there were a lot of, you know, there were things that obviously since I didn't place on top five that I, that I could have done better. Um, there were other things where instead of me, you know, keeping, uh, keeping Lenny, kind of tighter on the lead uh, or closer to me, he likes to be let go a little bit. He, and he likes to get out in front and be able to show, to show off his nice, his nice gait that he has. Right. Um, and I don't think that I, that I put him in the best possible uh, position to do that. So that's on me. And that's something that I, that I'm continuing to work on and that will, you know, improve the next time we, you know, we step in the ring. So if people want to learn more about you and Lenny, where should they go? You can go to Facebook and search for Lenny the Boston and you'll see the Facebook page and you can, if you like it, you can, um, it allows you to follow the page and then you'll be a, you'll be a, a member of our awesome community and we would greatly appreciate that. Um, you can also find him on Instagram. His Instagram handle is puppy. So it's puppy underscore kid, so puppy underscore kid, K-I-D. Cool. Well, thanks so much for sharing your story, Joe. 
Awesome. Thank you so much uh, for this opportunity. I really greatly appreciate it. Our whiff shout out today goes to my favorite Boston Terrier, whose name is Reggie. Reggie started coming to school for the dogs when he was just the tiniest, cutest little puppy. I believe that was five years ago. He was one of the first regulars in our day school program, and uh, he has a lot of fans at school for the dogs. A couple of years ago, he had to get a uh, very risky surgery because he had some very bad cataracts and uh, they weren't sure the surgery was going to work and we ended up doing all kinds of training with him to help him be prepared for a life without vision. But the surgery ended up being successful and now from what I can understand he uh, sees quite well. He recently moved uptown and we miss him a whole lot. He does occasionally come visit us at School for the Dogs and uh, we're hopeful that he'll move back downtown soon. And fun dog fact of the day. Actually, I have I have two fun dog facts. Actually, I can think of three fun dog facts uh, about Boston Terriers. One is they're not actually Terriers. And the other two are one are things that I learned from the website, the Boston Terrier Club of America.org. One is that before they were called Bostons in the mid to late 1800s, they were actually called Roundheads. Uh, and the other is that several of the first female Boston Terriers, the first bitches, uh, were named Kate, which is a fact I like because that is uh, my better half at school for the dogs, Kate Sinisi. I can't say I've ever met a dog named Kate before, but if you uh, have a Boston and are looking for a good name, Kate is a name that's actually quite important to the breed. Who knew? Thanks so much for listening. You can support School for the Dogs podcast by telling your friends about it, leaving a review, or shopping in our online store. You can learn more about us and sign up to get lots of free training resources when you visit us online at schoolforthedogs.com. <laughs>